While still highly outnumbered, when it comes to CEOs, women are earning more than their male counterparts. According to the Wall Street Journal, last year, the 21 female CEOs of companies on the S&P 500 received about $2 million more in compensation than the 382 male CEOs. So there is still quite a difference there. For more, we're joined on the KCBS 8x8 Newsline to talk with Irv Becker, an executive pay specialist for the recruiting firm Corn Ferry. Mr. Becker, thanks for joining us. Is there any particular thing that's driving this trend? Well, thanks for having me. Um, Well, first of all, let me just say that I don't think we obviously have enough female CEOs in the group, so it is a limited sample. Uh, But clearly, these women are very high achievers. They've risen up through their organization. In in many cases, some of them have been recruited in, but they're high performers, and their companies are paying them well because of the performance that they've delivered. There's this debate in the world of corporate compensation about whether things have gotten out of hand. People often pay attention to the multiple that CEOs earn versus the average pay in the company, and that number continues to spread. Yes, you know, that, that's correct. I mean, CEO pay is continuing to increase. I think folks had thought that maybe with the legislation around Dodd-Frank and Sam Pay that it might slow down the growth, but it, it really hasn't. But what it's done is it has impacted the design of the pay, and the design of the pay is very much performance-based. So really these CEOs, while these numbers are very large, this is really pay opportunity, uh, and they'll only earn that pay if they perform in the future. You talked about these women who tend to be in these CEO positions as being superstars. What kind of qualities do they have, and are younger women that we're seeing come up through business schools beginning to emulate them? Well, that's a, that's a great question. I think one of the issues is that you know, we're not developing uh, women at the right stages in their careers to eventually be CEOs. Uh, many women are are steered towards uh, staff functions uh, rather than line functions where they get P&L responsibility. And I think that's going to be a big change. Um, Corn Ferry is actually working with the Rockefeller Foundation on an initiative they have where they're looking to have 100 of the CEOs of the Fortune 500 be women in the year 2025. And I think you, you have to go down many levels from the CEO and really start developing women in a different way to achieve that goal. Let me make sure I ask this question the right way, but is there room now for women to fail and not drag down other women? You know, I I think the number is still small in the sense of the number of female CEOs, so there's going to be more spotlight on them, and it's going to be still difficult that way. Um, I think once you have a more, you know, balanced number of CEOs, uh, female and male, uh, it might be, uh, it might be you know, easier. Are women getting more of a crack at turnarounds when a company is not doing well than men just to try something different these days? You know, I'm not sure that's the, that's the case. I think that there's certain skills that CEOs have that make them good candidates for a turnaround situation. It is definitely a, a, a riskier situation, and we find that the pay for those CEOs tends to be different, maybe higher, but also more leveraged with equity. 
so I, I think that uh, it's really about the skills that they've had during their careers that uh, enables them to be in a good position to, uh, to help a company with a turnaround. Before we let you go, let's look at the case of, uh, of Jenny Romady at, at IBM. Um, her pay package came under fire at the shareholder meeting. In fact, uh, almost half of the votes cast at that shareholder meeting said people were concerned about what they're paying the boss there. She has a huge package of stock options, most of which only vest if the share price goes way up. So uh, what's the thinking about those kinds of compensation packages and their tendency to find themselves in shareholder spotlights? Uh, sure. Well, I can't really comment specifically on, on IBM, but the, those types of packages that are very much uh, geared towards uh, you know, appreciation and stock price are really what these CEOs have uh, today, and that's the biggest component of their pay. Uh, in our recent CEO study, 66% of the CEO's package is long-term equity, and of that equity, a big component is, is what we call performance shares. And those shares only vest if the CEO meets certain performance targets, and also they'll benefit if the stock price goes up. So I think that you know these, these numbers are getting larger, but again, we have to come back to the fact that they really, truly are performance-based. And those are pay opportunity numbers that you see in the SEC disclosure, and they'll only be able to earn that compensation if they achieve good performance in the future. Irv Becker, thank you for your time this morning. Mr. Becker's an executive pay specialist for the recruiting firm Corn Ferry.